All right, let's jump into Big Bank's pros and cons. Let's do it. You ready? I'm going to yeah. press start. <clears throat> this is like a little... Is this 80s? Yeah, this is like... I love it. Travolta back when he was just getting ready. Like, I feel like I should pop my collars. Yeah, that's what I, was, I was thinking. like the blazer. Col- collar, yeah, a little collar pop with like a white old school bell bottom suit you know old school bell bottom oh roller skates yeah the backwards so, were they kind of bedazzled a little bit I feel like there's some bedazzle going on on those suits you know absolutely well that's a big trend right now is the roller skate stuff on tiktok and that move that i've been doing on tiktok and our dance that little kick yes. i feel like the high kick with the, your, high with kick. the bell there's bottom. a name for that i forget what it's yeah, called it starts sure. with an h my mom was telling me. Yeah. Saturday Night Fever, it yeah. might have been in there. I don't know. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, jump into it, everyone. You are either watching or listening to MLO. And this is my co-host, Casey Carpenter. Say what up, Casey. Yes, sir. How is it going? Mm. I'm glad to be here. It's good on a uh, Wednesday. We got the nice weather out. It feels nice. It's absolutely beautiful. Good to have Addy back. You know, he went and got some sunshine there for a little bit. Yeah, I was gone for a week. So we're back trying to get up on the horse and find a rhythm here yeah get and back at it i think this is really good because we're going to test out a little bit of a shorter version of the episode today our standard totally. ones are about 30 but we're going to try to start producing more content in shorter form since we all know life's busy yeah so yeah. do us a huge favor if this is uh your first time or a long time listener please go on there and follow us and make sure that you're uh one thing you can really do to help us out is to actually do a review that guys that really helps us out um gives us encouragement we don't make any money for doing this but not at all there's a little bit of a sense of pride on the reviews and for anyone out there that might not know you can at least give your insight on it and then that person it might help them jump on and and get get some good education that they might not have before because sometimes as we know Reviews go a long ways in this world. Spread the word on education. And if you're not inclined to give us five out of five, please just reach out to me before you decide to do less than that. And let's just have a conversation. (laughs) And if you're not open to that, maybe we just skip the review piece. But hopefully you are uh, full sales ahead and on board with what we're doing. And what we are doing is pulling back the curtain on the home buying process specific to yes, real estate, residential, and the mortgage side, which both of us are licensed mortgage professionals. And today, the subject line, this is a common question Casey and I get a lot. Absolutely. What are the pros and cons of using a big bank? Yeah. And when we say big bank, we can't name the names, but they're the ones that are next to Walgreens. They're next to you the see. Mickey D's, the, the, uh, the strip malls, right? Absolutely. These are the big boys. The big boys. And for the most part, too, it's uh, you probably got an account there. Yeah, most likely. Most people do. Um, so we're going to review some negatives uh, from our point of view and some positives. Right, Casey? Absolutely. Pros and cons. Just like we always try to give you guys the full spectrum of knowledge. No uh, no hidden tasks or, or bait and switches here. We just want to give it to you raw, let you guys uh, digest. Because the more educated you guys are in the real estate process, it's just going to help you succeed. Well, I, I just want to open the first thing. I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to start with a positive because it's easy for me because you and I work directly for mortgage companies. We don't work for big banks directly for mortgage companies. I'm going to say a positive about the big banks. So often there are some benefits of using those larger banks in the terms of they will maybe waive one or two smaller fees. They might even be more inclined to give you a slightly better interest rate. Not dramatically. We're not talking like huge movements in rate, maybe 0.1. Um, 
so there there are some benefits, but I do want to caution those benefits to not be fooled by the preferred banker. I've noticed a lot of my clients who have been, I don't know, have tripped into thinking that they're getting this great deal because they're preferred banker, which everyone out there listening or watching, preferred banker is usually someone that's carrying about 20000 or greater in liquid assets and accounts or wow. investments at that bank. And we all log into our apps and it says, hey, this discount on your loan or this waived fee. But we all know and we've talked in different uh episodes casey that it's all about the fine print right absolutely too and you never know too with the you know that that might be a new hire too a lot of stuff like that you know you have transitional rotation Mm -hmm. something like that um but also yeah it's it's sometimes just the way that that loan might be processed the stuff that it's they're going through at the end of the day if there is discounts and stuff me and addy have preached on this Mm -hmm. um there's only so much that really lenders can do. It's like you can't just like wave off all the fees on on loans and uh, stuff no, like that. Absolutely you not. know, it's like people do get caught up into that where it's like, hey, well, I was talking at my local so and so, and it's like there's no fees on the loan. And I hear a lot of like out there, but then when you really try to look at that apples to apples, you're comparing either cost sheets and stuff like that. You right. see that there are fees there. So you know, either that's either miscommunication or what it is, but. It's um, kind of like the Macy's, Macy's sales, like every day's a sale, but really they've just like raised the retail price. Yeah, 100%. 75% off. But wait, retail's <laughs> twice as much as it was yesterday. Like, what's the... Yeah, yeah. Like, and, anyone can give you $500 off the fees, but then maybe somehow the fees were $500 more before you got the discount, right? So you just... Right. I'm not trying to say, but and, it's something to be aware of. I mean, of. you see this across the board. I mean, you, you, you see this from online mortgage brokers, you know, trying mm-hmm. to tell you, you, you know, this rate with no cost to it, and all of a sudden there's cost to it. Yep. So the worry is, or the caution is always, you know, just make sure either you're getting a second opinion mm-hmm. for sure at the start, um, or... You're trying to get all that information necessary so then you can digest it, get it on paper, see it in front of you, don't let it be verbal kind of thing. Yep. Other positives, if you already have all your banking accounts mm-hmm. at that particular big bank, it might be a little easier to provide the required documentation because they already have it. However, what neutralizes all that is technology. I could download all my checking and savings accounts in a matter of less than five minutes most likely mm-hmm. with the mobile app so it's not as big of a deal as it even was five years ago it was kind of hard to get bank statements and the right forms but now with mobile apps and mobile computers in our hands pretty much it's a lot easier so with the technology and linking accounts now you can i mean mm-hmm. during your loan application link your account bam it's downloaded six you know 60 days of all your statement stuff that mm-hmm. is interesting you find people that do are, are comfortable with that though they do like that it's they all like there. That fluid, it's yeah. a one-stop shop for my, you know, I'd like yeah. to have all my stuff in one area, you know, and that there's definitely a, which I think companies of that sort have built their model around, right? Yep. Like that's our customer for sure. I would also say, Casey, big banks and jumbo loans. Yep. Uh, big banks, jumbo loans, it typically will have sometimes like a nice little variety package of in-house products that they have. But again, these like are every flavor, like every flavor, maybe. Um, they do have longer sometimes locks, which could be another episode coming at you guys, but different right. extent, they might have some construction locks and stuff like that. They could have even maybe some unique products as well that like an all-in-one construction loan or something like that, mm-hmm. very unique. Um, so you do have some flavor there that that maybe someone else might not have. Yeah, and I, I do want to say, that 
just to go back to the jumbo, if you haven't, if you're a first time listener and haven't been following our episodes, yes, yes. the jumbo loan is if you exceed the maximum conventional loan amount, um, which changes from uh, area to area throughout the country. Most common as of today, 2021, it's going to be 548,250. Always round down to 548,000. California and some higher priced areas go up into the three quarters max because everything's yes, so expensive in those spots. But jumbo loan exceeding that 548. The, the big banks will price aggressively, pricing meaning they will provide very low fee, low interest rates for their clients because typically a jumbo loan client is one that they want to keep at their bank. So they're not necessarily trying to make money off of that mortgage. They're trying to make money off all the money that the client has because bank's going to take it, invest it, and make their little sliver. So there could be some things in the jumbo. I know you're trying to jump in, but one more thing. The downside to that jumbo, Casey, though, and we, you and I saw this through the pandemic, is what I like to call appetite. So different banks can shift dramatically on their appetite for those larger jumbo loans, which means as the consumer, you could go visit the bank on Wednesday and no joke, go back the following week and the pricing or the interest rates could skyrocket for that big bank because some Joe Schmo at a conference deck, the board of directors for that bank decided, oh, we have enough of those loans. Raise the interest rate so there's no way they'll do them with us. It has happened. It happened a lot in the pandemic when things went a little scary there about a year ago. For sure. You saw them kind of shift and target, yeah, shift to a different target audience or or client. Uh, One thing you see with it, um, you know, it it is, I I guess, put it more of a positive thing too, but in that retrospect is when you have like a a handful of money too. um, Sometimes they might have a program where, or if you're actually coming from a different bank to another bank, sometimes you they might like be able to that. transition your assets over and then get a discount on your stuff for that they too. Like so that. there is a little play there of a, and that's actually more of a bank versus bank play actually. Doctor loans. Doctor loans, like yeah. You know, There's a lot of like a lot of big banks want to attract doctors, physicians higher education professions because there's a lot of stable income and it's going to be a lot of payroll checks going in. So they'll do unique programs that aren't available to standard mortgage companies because essentially the big bank is committing to funding that loan themselves. It's like a private loan with the same uh, structuring terms and interest rates as a conventional loan, but they're not counting maybe the student loans for a doctor. So there are some products for those high balance student loan doctors that people like us, we give a crack at them, but there's just no way we can compete against a big bank private lending product that's a million plus loan and they're going to do all this stuff. Yeah. It's a unique one. They do, um, for the most part, sometimes we'll fully guarantee like recast and stuff like that after the fact on loans because they're servicing that, right? Yeah, um, hit them with so. that because most people aren't going to know what yeah, a recast so, is. Yeah, uh, so thank you. Yeah, the the recast would be like with a bank too. Most cases, they'll be the ones servicing that loan long-term, collecting the payments and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then doing so they feel comfortable to where it's like they're right out of the gate would let you know that you could at, um, for the most part, any time come and put a lump sum Um probably have a standard amount you have to do but let's just say a lump sum at your mortgage so a big chunk paid down at it Mm -hmm. but then instead of that just being a payment and you keep going making payments they would take that new lowered loan amount Mm -hmm. and sort of re-amortize it based off of the existing time left with that balance Mm -hmm. and it actually would reduce 
your pain. for the most part reduce your payments you know we can't guarantee anything but yeah 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 and the struggle between someone at a mortgage company like us is we can't guarantee that that will happen. If you ever talk to someone working for a direct mortgage company, if they can guarantee a recast, ask specifically who is going to fund the loan and get it documented because 99% of the time, someone can't guarantee it unless they're sitting at a big bank and they're going to privately fund it. It's um, There's no guarantees in this world. Big, big example, a very common way recasting happens is if a fan... I say a spouse knows they're going to inherit a ton of money, Casey. Like they know in the next six to eight months, they're going to get a half a million dollars. But they're trying to buy a house now that they're going to take out a larger mortgage than they want to. They want to take all that inheritance and apply it directly to the principal and reduce the amount borrowed, which you can do at any point. But the recasting thing, which Casey was talking about, is a change in your total monthly payment because they re-amortize the balance, which would lower your payment. So that the inheritance is a big one. Ballers who get huge bonuses. That's it. That's those are really the two most common situations an inheritance and a big bonus. And then maybe lastly, they're going to sell a different real estate um, piece of property that they own, take all the gross profits and apply it to that. Yeah. Those are the three scenarios. But that's huge, though. Um, You know, you also see. And, and, you know, I would put this on the on the con side of it. You know, a lot of it can be pickiness, pickiness from an investor, pickiness from a bank Good standpoint. Let's um, go into the negatives. Yeah, where, you know, it might either, one, be a scrutinizing underwriting process just because of the requirements that they have for themselves as the lender, right? Mm-hmm. So they're just constantly coming back at you and coming back at you. Or it can be just a longer process um, because – of how many loans they do because it's such a large corporational thing, right? I mean, some of these banks are very large. That's a lot of transactions that do get done at some times. So that can bog down. So maybe you'll see a shift. Maybe it's just a pro-purchase time or it's a pro-refinance time. You'll see them go in and out of different things like we already talked about depending on what their appetite is for their portfolios and stuff. I love that you hit that because guidelines is a really big one. I, I just wrote it down because I don't want to just jump over that. Yeah. The big banks will typically have stricter guidelines to approve your loan. So individuals that work directly for a mortgage company like us will typically um, underwrite to the bare minimum bones. Like because we have Fannie and Freddie to go the two off people, orders. Yeah, Absolutely. the two people that buy all of the conventional mortgages out there, the biggest investors set the guidelines and most mortgage companies, for the most part, are going to underwrite to those same guidelines because mortgage companies sell the note. That's how mortgage companies make money and profit. Big banks, however, they really don't like being risky. They are going to make all of the ratio smaller, which to the consumer that translate to you is less of an approval amount, more documentation to provide, mm-hmm. maybe longer mm-hmm. seasonings of work history, more documentation if you're self-employed, more post-closing reserves, meaning you need more money even after you close because the big banks are, do not want higher risk loans even though it's not a higher risk loan the lower the ratios are the better qualifying score and portfolio of all the mortgages they are for them so in short 
Man, it's harder to get a loan done there because they're pickier on documentation and the ratios, meaning how much you can get approved for, are most likely going to be lower mm-hmm. than going with a yes, mortgage sir. company. And but that, I mean, that's the truth, guys. Because that's the biggest takeaway for our for our audience. The biggest takeaway is yeah, it's it, tougher, it's, and you get approved for less. It's tougher. But hit them with what you were saying, though. Sorry to jump in. I'm yeah, really yeah. excited because you had like four good runners there. Hit them with that. They're a big bank. It's a corporation because that affects access to your loan officer or mortgage advisor hours wise. Yep. They're working banker hours. They also have more than one service. Mortgage companies or mortgage brokers are only focusing on residential mortgage banks. Yes, Auto loans, checking accounts, bonds, home land, equity line of credit, home equity line of credit, gold bars. Might get people got to open the safe for Grandpa Jimmy who wants Absolutely. his gold bar. Absolutely. So and that, that's yeah, where I. That's that. where I. I think you know that can all tie into one model. And if you got so many different things going, you can see that process drag out, or you can yeah. see that process bog down, or you can see. As you're calling in, maybe you're not even getting the same loan officer you started Yeah, with, maybe you right? talked to like seven different seven people because you got to call the 888 number. 100%. No so doubt. there is that. Um, one small pro, um, and I think this would be more on maybe the smaller side of the, the bank side, but sometimes you might have a very unique property or something like that to where they actually sit down and will accept that into their portfolio. You know, they'll accept that loan in if it's might. It has the horse arenas on it, or what? Let's just say it's not right. your typical residential yeah. home. Um, that is something I've seen happen in the past, and but that's why you want to have those there, right? They should be able to do that. So, I think to Casey, another one. A lot of big banks won't really have any desire to do government loans, mm. FHA and VA loans, it's a great, it's USDA a good point. loans. Good point. Um, which are bread and butter. We do these loans all the time here at our our company, but big banks often won't do them. They'll they'll say that they do, but then you go compare an interest rate specific to government loans and they're way higher. Yeah. Because and here's the reason why, guys, is it takes a lot of extra work, not only for the consumer to do a government loan, like VA, USDA, FHA, from a documentation standpoint, that also trickles down to people like Casey and I, mortgage advisors, and then our team of four, five, six, seven supporting operations people. So it's a lot more uh, layers. It's like a 16 course dinner comparatively to a three course dinner to get those done. So big banks thinking corporately, (laughs) right? They're like, well, why are we doing I don't even want to do those. We have plenty of business going through the doors. Why would I want to do a product that provide a loan of, to somebody that takes me 16 times more in labor dollars than 100%. the other ones? So that is why a lot of big banks either say they won't do government loans or when you do it, you're getting a hugely inflated interest rate comparatively to the national average. Yeah, they, they definitely like to pick their product pick their poison so to speak i mean you know if it's not something that they're trying to snack into their portfolio like they're just going to make it really not an appeasing product yeah um and unfortunately i mean that's that's their choice of business model you know whereas as Mm -hmm. as your mortgage companies and and brokers the investor the servicing the back end of that stuff isn't Mm -hmm. the most important to us the most important is the origination getting that person in the proper loan and so that's how it's you can do it. Um, at the end of the day, though, the pros and the cons, I mean, it really comes back to you know, they, they're kind of two different models, and you really need to know what you're getting into. 
You know, you, really you, do. You, you have the big corporation. I mean, some of these are very, very large companies with hundreds and maybe even billions of dollars. I mean, you know, there's lots of money out there. So your loan might not be that important. Yeah, you look at it from perspective, like say a big bank might do, let's just say 5,000 mortgages in their little district in a yes, month. Sir. Versus a direct mortgage office will have anywhere from six to 12 mortgage advisors, and then maybe only do 75 to 150 total transactions in a month. Yeah. 150 family members versus 5,000 audience members. The attention to the from the mortgage company direct is going to be huge. Way to put it. And if anything goes sideways, a hiccup, and I'm not saying anything with like job or money, it might not even be the home buyer's fault. It might be the insurance company they chose isn't responding. Yeah, The big banks aren't gonna wake up in the morning thinking about your transaction. They're not. They're gonna, they're gonna wake up, go to work at nine oh one, clock in. They're gonna stare at a monitor and work through a queue, and they're gonna do everything in queue. The minute there's a dink, it's like, it's like the 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 bad fruit on the conveyor belt. Oh, there's a bruise on that. Kick it off to the side, right? Versus you and I wake up in the morning and we're like hands beside. Like this is all we're thinking about. We only have four, sweaty, five, six people. Yes, what well, this is all we think about. We're gonna make sure. Oh, something's wrong with the insurance. We're calling next. You know, Scott, Felicia, uh, you know, Jesse, everyone, all hands on deck. 100%. And there are times that that continuously is the difference. And it's such cheap insurance for the home buyer to work with a team that intimately cares and will cradle that baby to the promised land. 100%. And we support everybody out there, as you guys know. That's why we have MLO. So you're, you're going to find good people on all levels. But at the end of the day, the platform is a platform. And it's just kind of built how it is, too. So like that system where, it, I mean, there just might be – certain checks it might just be five days to have it reviewed and there is no ifs ands or right that's it's the just, standard that's the turnaround we don't do it we any different and the close back of the line mean back i mean that's just but that's the policy so and uh to like kind of follow up on my monologue there agents know this selling agents and real estate agents are very familiar with the pros and cons of big banks that's why and if you're you if you're a second time home buyer you already know this but if you're first time and you're educating yourself and getting prepared, you will eventually talk to a real estate agent. And they, the minute, if you say you are with a big bank, they will, at first, I would bet a lot of money that 98% of the time, they're gonna be like, okay, you should work with someone local, direct mortgage company. Because the power of the local piece only makes it easier for everyone, you, your agent that's helping you buy the home. But then when you put in the offers, it's more inclined to be more attractive to the selling agent because they know they can go throw a piece of fruit at the window of that office and they've likely done business with that individual in the past. So these are the easy things to separate yourself in a very competitive market from oopsie offer, like, yeah, that's not too attractive to, oh, wow, it's Casey Carpenter in my backyard. I know Casey, his daughter <laughs> plays on the same softball team. All that stuff makes a big difference. It, re it really does. Difference. And and a lot of it, like he explained, was that that aspect of, of that model, you know? Mm -hmm. And and word gets out on the street, too. I mean, uh, as anyone, I mean, if you're going to have a bad transaction out there, the, the word spreads. I mean, plenty of loan officers out there that people yeah. probably don't want to work with. Right. So yeah. it's like, that's the biggest thing. And, and, and just being on such a large scale, it's hard to do that. 
You know, I think, you know, you don't want to fault people at a certain point at some point, but it's like the model is the model. You're not changing the model. You're either going to be part of that system or not. And that's just what it is. Um, I mean, some of these things have been around since like the 1800s, I think. Right. I mean, this is not this isn't a joke. Like these are some longstanding institutions. Right. So uh, that local feel, though, guys, really, I mean, that's I mean, I'm 100 percent support it. Right. So it's like. If they, if you are diehard dedicated to your your local place that you like to have your accounts there and stuff like that, then do that, right? Yeah, and I would say the only exemption to going Big Bang Two would be like if you're on the multi-million dollar budget. That's a whole nother world. Like you buy a three million dollar mansion, like they're not. It's not going to be a game changer if you use Casey or whoever at Big Bang. Like. They're just stoked to get the $3 million place sold. But the average median sales price, the common home buyer, people like us, it makes a huge difference. And you always want to be doing the little things to make a huge impact when you're buying a house. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I guess that's, you know, that's a good takeaway of it is you have your choice. Do you want to go portfolio lender that will be portfolio specific on their directives or you go open market? What do you mean by that? You go with us, fan. <laughs> okay, okay. That was very complicated industry lingo. That was. You want to go big bank or you want to go mortgage person? Your choice. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Let's say goodbye and hit him with that VIP hotline. We we we, we said we were going to go for a short episode. This turned into a full one. We did a full episode. <laughs> so what happens when I get talking and it was a good one though. Producer Josh was nice. He didn't. I'm surprised he's not hitting down. us with a shock look, button. I looked down. End of the episode. We were, we were oh, my there. gosh, Eddie, shut up. And, and be truthful, guys. Honestly, this comes from the best of both light. I mean, I, I've been on both sides, so I'm giving you direct. I've worked at a community bank. We've, I get we've it. We've been on both sides here, so it's like we're not we're just, not, making, we're not this just making this up. And t- I mean, that's what's the beauty about it. We want to give you guys that full transparent information, you know, the best of both worlds, and then allow you to make your choice. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully this episode today, you've had a nice breakdown of the pros and cons of utilizing a big bank and maybe some insight of what direct mortgage lenders can do for you to help make you competitive in this market. So Casey, let's hit them with that VIP line. If anyone's out there, you're a listener, you're a watcher and you need some help, hit us, text us up on this number, text, message, call, whenever we will hit you up. So that number is 503 847-9038. That is our exclusive line for all of our audience. So take advantage of it. Either Casey, myself, or extended team will make sure. And it's not a lead generating thing, guys. We do this as a pro bono thing. Yep. Often absolutely. there are people that like are just fans of the show. We, we meet them for the first time and we absolutely love helping you. So do not be shy. We get no benefit from it. But to end, the one way you can help us, if you haven't followed us on Instagram, Addy.net, MLO Show, Casey Carpenter, 503. Yes, sir. Find us on there, man. We have really good video stuff. Um, And if you can write a review on the platform you're listening to, oh my gosh, I'd really, really appreciate it. We're over 70 episodes now in a year long. So we we appreciate everyone that listens. And we have so much more to go, guys. (laughs) So much more fun to be had.